1: The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price,
3: Priceline.
2: All right, once again, we'll go ahead and get started now. We'll get uh, Michael's video going, and we will ask you to raise your hand if you got a question. Again, the reactions are down below at the bottom, there's a little reactions thing with the smiley face. Use that to raise a hand. We'll go ahead and uh, get started with uh, Christian Capel from TheAthletic.com. Christian, if you have a question, please unmute yourself and ask away, please. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can.
1: Yeah. Hey, Mike, I know, um, you know, you've said that you you'll make a decision on your your future and next year and the NFL and all that stuff after the season. Um, some guys, you know, in, in in this modern era who do choose to to go pro um, might opt out of their team's bowl game. I'm just curious if that's anything you've considered, if, if you're if you're definitely going to play in, in whatever bowl game you guys go to.
4: Yeah, um, right now, you know, it's it's still kind of fresh. You know, um, it was amazing. Last night, uh, two nights ago, was amazing, you know, just winning the Apple Cup, um, being out there with my brothers, you know, just being out there and staying healthy all season, you know, just being able to contribute to a great season. You know, I, like these past couple, two days, you know, I've definitely been, you know, dwelling on that and just sitting on that. So I, I really haven't had opportunity to, you know, think about what I'm doing at the next level yet, um, whether I'm staying or, or going, you know, but as far as the bowl game, you know, as, as far as right now, I'm definitely still looking forward to playing with my team and, and being there for those guys. You know, um, I definitely want to be there for those guys. All
2: right, we'll go. Uh, Tony
4: come
1: go ahead, Tony. Mike, I know you sat down with Christian for an article uh, a couple of weeks ago about some of your favorite passes um that you've had this year now that the season is the regular season's over and you've got 12 games to look back on I think when when it's Heisman time there's usually a a play or two that people will say that that was like a Heisman type of play what's your favorite play or two your favorite pass or two this year And, and can you describe uh what made him so good
4: um Definitely one of them would be Oregon game. You know, one of our last drives, you know, whenever I hit Taj Davis down the sideline, you know, I definitely put those as one of them, you know, obviously because, you know, the drive before, you know, I didn't make a great decision, you know, but, you know, just continue to stay one and no mindset, you know, always continue to push forward and just stay in the present. You know, I felt like I did a great job with that. And, you know, just trusting my abilities, trusting my guy, Trust my offensive line as well, you know. On the, on the third down, you know, just you know, just standing in the pocket, making that throw, happen to beat the the half safety. You know, I feel like that's definitely one of one of my favorite throws this year.
5: All right, I'm not sure who it is. We have a question from uh, the the account. This is Frankie and Mike. Go ahead, please. Again, the account, Frankie, oh, there you go. Uh, if you could unmute yourself, please, the Frankie and Mike slash Megan account, please. You're unmuted, go ahead and ask a question, please. All right, I'm not sure about that one. Let's go, uh, any questions from uh, Chris Fetters?
2: Chris, do you have any questions?
6: Hey, Mike, I just was curious about um, just the whole idea of thinking about coming back for another season, and weighing the pros and cons of all that. What in your early thoughts of it? What what have you been thinking about? Really, I'd be I kind of know what your early thought process has been on all that.
4: Yeah, right now, you know, my thought process is, you know, um I, I'm just gonna believe in my faith. You know, I'm gonna trust trust that whatever decision I make is gonna be the best decision for me. You know, whenever that time comes, you know, it's definitely gonna have a lot to do with, you know, talking with my family, my coaches, you know, and ju- just getting an understanding on, you know, what what would be best for me. You know, that's, that's the main thing for me. I just want to do what what's, be- what's best for, for me and in that position, you know, and um, whatever, whatever that may be, you know, whenever that time comes, you know, I definitely feel like I'll make the right decision.
2: All right. I have a question. Kyle Bonagura from ESPN is uh, in Qatar right now at the World Cup and uh, can't, uh, Uses his microphone as we speak. So he asked me to ask this question. Um, since, Michael, you weren't around last season, how early were you able to understand how good this team could be and how much of that came from trusting Coach DeBoer having been around him before?
4: Yeah, um, I would say definitely in off-season workouts, you know, um, th- those are the times where, you know, it, it, you face a lot of adversity, you know, early on with, with your team, you know, just seeing the guys, you know, just work through that adversity, you know, always coming out here to work each and every day, you know, not worried about, you know what? What um, Coach Mack is gonna give us, you know, as far as strength, why, um, strength, strength program wise. You know, just coming out there and always putting our head down and working. You know, and then also, you know, we we had like a lot of hard workouts, and you know, I just come come out on the field and I see my office alignment, You know, just doing extra work. You know, after the long workouts, you know, just doing extra work. You know, working on their techniques, their sets, and stuff like that. You know, um, we had a lot of guys. You know as well as the receivers and stuff too, you know, we did a lot of running, you know, but, you know, just finding ways to get those guys, you know, the ball in their hand, you know, so even if it wasn't running routes, because we just did a long condition, it was always, okay, let's just get some catches in, you know, we can do some spot up routes and stuff like that. You know, I could work on my footwork and, you know, just work on my ball placement and stuff like that, you know, so it was definitely just seeing those guys, you know, battle, battle through the adversity, you know, always trying to find ways to get better, even whenever, you know, you're not feeling the best. All right, we'll go to Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Mike, I also wanted
6: to ask you about the the process of of thinking about washington and and making the decision to go into the portal. now that you've been through it and you've had a year at washington, you, what would what would you tell other quarterbacks that you know might go into the portal and might think about Washington as an option um because I know that obviously, you know players like to talk to other players and kind of get the unvarnished thoughts of kind of what it's really like behind the scenes. What would you tell those those quarterbacks that are maybe looking
4: at Washington? Yeah, um, I'll tell them, you know, obviously, you know, you you see, we're we're a team that definitely loves to put the ball in the air. You know, um, we like to push the ball vertical. And um, Coach Grubb is a great coach. You know, he's definitely going to put you in positions to be successful. You know, as far as play calling and obviously um, Coach uh, DeBoer as well, you know, this is this is a coaching staff that you definitely want to play for. You know, this coaching staff, you know, they they work extremely hard. And, you know, I don't think that it's a coaching staff out there that outwork the, uh, this staff. You know, this staff, they, they go countless hours, you know, just making sure that, you know, the game plan is, is what we want it to be. And, you know, everybody understands their assignment and their job so that whenever it, it comes time to be on that field, we execute at a high level.
5: All right, thank you, Mike Varell. I'm uh, told has a question. Mike, go ahead. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, Mike. I'm just curious. Um, you know, it's sim- sort of a similar question, but in terms of
3: um, this system that you had so much success in, w- what is it about this system that that makes it friendly for a quarterback? That makes it that allows a quarterback to to have success? You think?
4: Um, I'll just say um, it's definitely people coaching it. You know, obviously. You know, um, it's a lot of great systems out there. But uh, this coaching staff, they help you break down the, the system. It makes it easier, especially as a quarterback. You know, Coach Grubb does a great job with the quarterbacks, you know, just make sure that we understand our checks, you know, understand why he's calling a play, you know, the looks that we're looking for. And um, it, it just definitely helps you play extremely fast out there. And, you know, the game definitely slows down, you know. So I feel like that that's a thing. And obviously, you know, we got a great offensive line as well. You know, the offensive line have been playing their tails off. They played their tails off all season, you know. Um, and I, I wouldn't change those guys for anybody, you know, those guys. Come in to work each and every day. You know they they push each other and uh, they push themselves all the time. You know this coach staff is is pushing us as well. And um, I'm I'm also surrounded by a great group of athletes. You know the receivers. You know their uh, coach Shep actually called them takers. You know they they really uh, pr- put pride in that and they they go take the ball out of the air. You know they always make plays and you know once you if you put it in their area for me I. I just put it in the area, I know that they um, are going to come down with it. So that's definitely a big thing as well. And, and the running back room as well and the tight ends, you know, those are guys that, you know, work extremely hard. They come each and every day to work and um, they never take a day off. You know, they always come to practice with the same mindset as, as, it, as it is in a game. So it's definitely a great, great group around here.
2: All right. Thank you. We'll go to Tony and then he'll be followed by Dan. Go ahead, Tony.
1: And hey Mike, I, I know there's a big push right now to to get you some attention to get to New York City, and and as a Heisman finalist. And I, I wonder um, you're you're a very humble guy. That's it's always deflecting the attention. You know, what's um, what's your thought uh, just about all that going on? And and then secondly, um, usually it is kind of you know the the person that gets sent as a representative is kind of representing a really really good team most times. And so you know, could you talk about Uh, whether or not you might just kind of view it like that.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, the team is amazing, you know, but obviously I couldn't do it without the guys around me, you know, offensive line um, just giving me the time to be able to get the ball to those receivers and um, so they can make plays, you know, uh, so to help us win football games. But, you know, for me, I just feel like um, it's definitely a blessing um, to, to be, to even be talked about in that, in that aspect in that situation, you know, the Heisman stuff, you know, it's a blessing, you know, I'm blessed to be in this position and I'm blessed to be uh, around a group of guys that I'm around, you know, to help me, you know, be, be put in that, in that conversation, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's not up to me, you know, uh, my main thing was always to just make sure I do what I can to help this team win football games, you know? So, you know, for me, it was, it was always about that and, you know, whatever happens as far as the Heisman stuff like that, you know, that's out of my control, but, you know, I, I just try to make sure I could, control what I can't control, you know, all season. And that, that was just helping this team, you know, elevate each and every week.
2: All right, we'll go to Dan Raley. He'll be followed by Dave. Go ahead, Dan. Hi,
6: Mike. Um, I have two questions. One would deal with uh, staying and one would deal with leaving. If uh, DeBoer and Grubb came to you and said, we have a chance to win a national championship, would that make you stop and take a long, hard look at it? And number two, would it be a dream of yours to play for one of the three Florida NFL teams?
4: Yeah, um, you know, all all those are dreams. You know, I'm living in a dream right now. You know, it, it's just amazing. I'm blessed to be in this position. You know, but obviously, uh, with the first thing you said about if Coach came to me and said that they had we had a chance to win a national championship, you know, I, I definitely believe. that, I believe that now. You know, they they don't they don't have to come to me and tell me that about next year. You know, but um, you know, right now, you know, just focusing on just like I said, the things that I could control. You know, I feel like. Whenever it comes to that time, you know, like i said i I'll make the correct decision, you know, but as far as that, you know, I just feel like it, I just gotta trust trust the um the people around me, you know, just the information that i'm I'm getting, you know just make sure I'm taking it all in and you know um just make sure i'm I'm taking advantage of the situation I'm in right now and and focusing on what I can control you know that'll be that's just the main thing for me right now.
2: all right, we'll go to Dave Mahler next, and then he'll be followed by Chris, go ahead Dave.
7: Hey Mike, uh, two questions. I joined late, so I apologize if you were asked this already. But are you are you planning on playing in the bowl game? There seems to be this kind of cheek thing where guys skip bowl games, and I'm curious about what your plans are for the bowl game if you're going to play in the bowl.
4: No, right now, yes, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to playing in the bowl game, being out there with my guys.
7: Okay, perfect. And then it, it it looks like your greatest achievements have come with Kalen DeBoer at your side. I saw you guys embracing after the Apple Cup, and that was pretty awesome moment for you guys to
3: get to this point can can you kind of talk
7: specifically Mike and maybe some examples about what is it about Kalen DeBoer that brings out you think the best in you both as a player and also as a person
4: yeah first of all it's just the love that that he shows us you know the whole team you know he, he loves us and he pushes us to be the best not just player but person as well you know that we can be you know um you know and obviously as far as the football side you know coach Coach uh, DeBoer and Coach Grubb, you know, great coaches, you know, they definitely put pride into making sure that the game plan is always set to to where we want it to be and making sure that everybody, um, all the players are definitely um, set and understand the game plan so that whenever we go out there, we can execute at a high level, you know, and I feel like that's the thing that Coach DeBoer um, showed me, you know, whenever he came to Indiana, you know, whenever I was playing underneath him at Indiana, when he was calling the plays, you know, it was It was always every time I snapped the ball, you know, I knew that I had opportunity to make something happen out of the play. You know, Uh, I never snapped the ball, you know, not understanding what was going on or understanding, you know, why he called a play. You know, I feel like that was the main thing. And for a quarterback, you know, you want to be able to slow the game down. You know, you don't want the game to be moving real fast. And I feel like um, Coach DeBoer, he, he definitely helped me with that, you know, slowing the game down, you know, especially at that time. You know, I was just that was just my second year in college, you know, so um just understanding the game and, you know, still trying to slow it down. You know, he definitely helped me uh, actually slow it down, you know. So whenever I got in the game, it just made it real easy. And, you know, I definitely wanted to be around that again. So that's the main reason why I came here.
2: All right, we'll go to Chris and then Dennis
4: Dodd. Go ahead, Chris.
6: Yeah, Mike, uh now that we're living in kind of in the NIL era, I'm pretty sure fans would love to know are you ever kept up to date or do you have the numbers at hand to find out you know how many t-shirts have been sold from simply seattle or how many jerseys Penix jerseys have been sold from fanatics and things like do you are those things that interest you can you can you find out do you know
4: yeah um i I could find out but you know that's you know with the season going on it was just a lot going on you know i I had a lot of other things i had to focus on at a time you know just Um, which was just trying to help this team with football games. So, you know, at the moment, I I don't know um, the numbers, but uh, that's something that I could find out if I asked, but I I don't know the exact numbers right now. All right, we'll go to Dennis Dodd. Dennis, unmute yourself and ask
2: a
3: question, please. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, Michael, was there a moment, or I guess go way back when you first met uh, Coach DeBoer at Indiana. Was there a moment when you said to yourself, okay, this is going to work out, and when you did decide to enter the portal was it just Washington were you looking around what was that experience like
4: yeah um so whenever coach DeBoer came to Indiana it was I was actually recovering from an injury um so I was he came like in the spring so I wasn't able to you know be able to be out there as as much as I wanted to with him early on you know but Obviously, um, I started that season and, you know, it was a lot from fall camp and, you know, just being dialed in, you know, but just I feel like the main thing for me is, like I said, you know, he just helped me slow the game down. You know, he l- helped me understand the game and uh, the offense as well, so that whenever I went out there, you know, it, it was always comfortable for me. You know, I never felt like I was put in an uncomfortable position. And um, I, I definitely feel like that was one of the main things, you know. um even though even though that I was out you know he was always trying to invest in me and just um he he found good things in me and he tried to take a, like help me be a better person be a better player you know whenever he came and you know obviously that that was definitely something big for me and you know as far as the portal um coming here you know I I was talking to other schools but um you know whenever I, I got the call from coach DeBoer, you know it was definitely a, a great call and Um, definitely something that I I was excited about so I I definitely took advantage of coming up here you know just trying to see for me it was at at that age you know um, being a grad transfer it wasn't about the the city the facility and stuff like that it it was just about you know um, just about the guys around me and I already knew what the coaching staff would bring to the table you know so when I got here on my visit I was like hey coach can I can I see the guys that I'm gonna have around me you know I want to see um, see my teammates, you know, meet some of these guys, you know, just see the guys that I have around me, you know because you know as far as the offense, I already understood the offense and i I knew what they were, what the offense was gonna bring to the table. so you know, I feel like it was, it was a lot of um a lot of mat- more mature stuff that conversations that were going on, you know it, it wasn't about you know just taking pictures and stuff like that. you know it was about um can can this opportunity help me you know be a better player, be a better person? and uh, help me shape shape myself into who, who I am today.
3: And, and then if I could follow up real quick, it occurs to me, you've blown up at two different schools, two different power fives in different ways. What was different about blowing up at UW in Seattle than, than, uh, than in uh, Indiana?
4: Um, the difference, uh, I'm not sure. Like for me, I just feel like, um, you know, I was definitely just blessed with this opportunity, you know, um, coming here, you know, just being around this great group of guys, you know, it is definitely it's it's a lot different in Seattle than Indiana, because like uh Indiana, it was more like a college town, it was a smaller town, but you know, here is it's a big city, you know, it's it's a city that that really loves, you know, really loves all the Seattle sports, you know. Um, Seattle, we got an NFL, NFL team right here real close to us as well, you know. So it was definitely it was kind of different in that way, you know, just being around a city, you know, just having a lot of a lot more people, you know, um that, that truly, truly love, love the game and, you know, love, love this, this university as well, you know, and obviously you see the background on my screen, you know, just playing in the greatest setting in college football, you know, um, that was definitely amazing, you know, just being um, in this, in this position, you know, it was a blessing, you know, to be able to play on that field, play with this great group of guys under this great culture staff, you know, I feel like it was definitely um, a great thing this season. All right, we'll go to Tony and then Christian. Go ahead, Tony.
1: Mike, I, I wonder. You know, we're still six or seven days away from figuring out what kind of bowl game we're going to go to. Uh, is there is there something that you're really rooting for? I mean, are you kind of hoping for Rose? I, I I know you'll go wherever you'll go, but um, you know, is there something that you're you're kind of hoping for a matchup or something like that?
4: Yeah. Um. For us, yeah. Like you said. Um. Yeah. We're still waiting for it. You know. Obviously. You know. Uh, we we all know like the rose ball is very big you know that's that's something that this program has been to uh, multiple times and you know uh, that's something that we we would love to get back to but you know um as far as that you know most of that that stuff isn't in our control you know for us we just got to Make sure that we're we're just ready whenever that time comes, and for whatever bowl it is, you know, we just want to make sure that you know we take advantage of it and, and we truly embrace embrace it, and you know, just make sure that we come out and be ready whenever that game comes, and just show the show the world, you know, that the Washington Huskies we're definitely a, a team that that's that's up there, you know. Obviously, you know, we're we're uh, we're a ranked team right now, but we just want to show that we we belong at where we are right now, and we just want to show the world that you know we're we're a team that truly, truly um, strives and just being great, you know, trying to continue to have a one and no mindset and just focus on what we can to, uh, to continue to have success in this program. All right, Christian, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Mike, I'm just wondering uh, if you could describe kind of how NIL has impacted you this year, what the opportunities have been and kind of how you've been able to take advantage of it. And, and also if that would be a factor um and you know potential earnings and stuff would be a factor in in whether you would come back to college for a six year
4: yeah um as far, as far as the potential earnings and stuff um i i don't feel like that's that's the thing that would make me stay or leave you know i i just feel like um as far as that aspect you know i just feel like i'm just going to trust Trust, um, trust in my heart, you know, whatever decision I make it is going to be the correct one, you know. But NIL for me, you know, this season, you know, I had a couple opportunities to be a part of some NIL deals. And um, but it wasn't it wasn't a lot because, you know, for me it was it was never about the NIL for me. It was it was just about this team, you know, just helping this team uh win football games, you know. So as far as the NIL, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, to have that in college, you know, having the guys be able to, you know, um, make profits off of their name and name, image and likeness, you know, it, it's amazing. But, you know, for me, it, was, it wasn't it was about that for me this year. This year is about, you know, just going out there, just um, showing this team that, you know, they could look look up to me as a leader and, you know, just help this team win football games. That was the main thing. And we knew that once we win football games, uh, as far as NIL, once you win games, you know, those opportunities come, you know, so um, it was it was all about the team for me this year.
5: I'm thinking we might have one more from Dennis Dodd. Dennis, do you have one more question? Dennis, you have one more or no? Yes, I'm sorry, was old man
3: unmuting. Um, Michael, I, I'm sorry, I got on a little late. First of all, I think I heard you say that you're committing to play in the bowl game no matter what, right? Yes, sir, I'm looking forward to playing there. Okay. okay, and then you mentioned you know, Seattle and everything. Have you gotten a chance to meet Geno Smith and hang around any of those guys, or?
4: No, I, I, haven't, okay. no I haven't had the time. No, it's just with, okay. with all our seasons going on, it's, it's I've never had the time.
3: All right, great.
4: All right, with that, we'll uh, we'll say
2: thank you to Michael. Um, thank you, Michael, uh, and we'll uh, ask Coach uh, DeBoer is going to sit down in his spot, get his name changed, and then we'll take a, we'll ask you, ask uh, Coach DeBoer to get us started with any comments
5: you might have, and then we'll. Um, we'll uh, open up for questions very very briefly. All right, there's Coach. Coach, if you could just uh, open up with a few kind of general comments about
2: uh, Michael's season and uh, what he's meant uh, to your program here in the first year in Seattle.
7: You bet. Yeah. Thanks for everyone taking part in this. Uh, Just, um, you know, hearing Mike talk um, and just thinking about the year we've had, I mean, you know, there, there's no question. uh, It doesn't happen without him, uh, you know, being the trigger man. Uh, You're talking about a team that was four and eight last year and 10 and two this year, uh, an offense that was, uh, you know, right at the bottom of FPS rankings as far as yards and points and, um, you know, now is number one, uh, in many categories, number two, um, as well. And so whether it's total offense, passing offense, I think almost 40 points higher than the next uh, number two team and, and, uh, you know, yards per game. So, um, I think from day one, Mike came into the program and, you know, I think it immediately gave, um, the guys that were here, um, hope. Um, it really did. And they, uh, Quickly took note, you know, in player workouts, uh, whether it be him and his workout habits and routine um, or his uh, just, you know, ability to throw the football when they had their own time out there, uh, you know, kind of installing things in player run practices. And, um, you know, first game of the year, uh, I think it was a whole different world that we were living in uh, from their eyes as they saw, you know, the the, the way he threw the ball. And, and some of it, you know, you can see in practices, but Um, He really took it to another level. And as the season goes on, um, you know, he just keeps getting better and better. And it's not just the stats to me, it's, it's uh, you know, being voted a team captain um, arriving here in January. And um, you know, in August being voted a team captain and his leadership there um, you know, this last week going into the fourth quarter, it's a two point game. And I mean, that team circled around him and I've never, I've never felt the team gravitate uh, to what a player was saying during that moment like it was when Mike spoke, you know, um this weekend. Uh he just um was so passionate, so I mean putting so much into it. Um I just feel like that's the way he's lived his life and college career's gone that way as far as the fight that he has. Um and that's the fight he had in each and every game. And it resembled uh, that uh, in his, the way he spoke on uh, Saturday night. Um You know, just uh, from a character standpoint, you know, you just can't, you know, help but notice that uh, when he gets asked a question about himself, how it's always deflected to the people around him. Um, I mean, over and over again. And that's not just when he's talking to you all. It's when he's talking to his teammates. It's uh, it shows up in everything that he does from his preparation to um, the way the guys just receive him. Um, They love him. They absolutely love him and uh, his character, his leadership. And of course the stats speak for themselves. So uh, super, super proud of what he's accomplished. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's been an awesome year and and he's the guy that uh, leads the charge and so many big games, right? Big moments, uh, game-winning drives, especially in the latter half of the season where
2: uh, he's come through in the clutch. Questions? All right, thanks, coach. Yep. Go ahead. The Dennis Dodd has a question
3: for you coach. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. Kalen, thanks for doing this. Um, You when you came from Fresno in in 19, Indiana, when did you know you had something with Michael? Because he he's blown up in varying degrees at two different power fives. And and when he entered the portal, you know, what was your reaction like that? We've got a chance. I know what this kid is. Oh, there there, there was
7: no doubt. I mean, he was he was an absolute wild card for us and when i say wild card i knew that the sky was the limit um his talent um was never a question never a question it was all about the question everyone had was you know staying healthy and uh mm-hmm. I know how uh how uh how hard it was and how many times uh you know he was hit um i saw it firsthand and um you know just uh you know i knew if we gave him some protection and he got comfortable back there um You know, it was uh, it was going to be an awesome year. And uh, he's not just talented, but he he really has grown and matured since even 2019. And knowing that, uh, you know, hey, if I if I keep myself upright, I I can make the play. I can make the throw. And uh, the checks that Coach Grubb has given him and the freedom to 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 just run the show. um, He's just keep he continues to take it to another level. Uh, he's he's a special player, um, you know. And I, I I saw that again at Indiana. Um, saw the talent. He was young, um, but thriving already uh, in 2019, and he took that to 2020. Um, so you know, it, I was paying attention a little closer because of my experience there in 2020, and I was to gone to Fresno, um, and when the opportunity for him to be here um, came up, um, you know. Coach Grubb didn't know him, but I knew the, the the intricacies of how Mike works and knew he'd fit in well character and personality wise. And that, uh, you know, with the supporting cast around him, he could uh, take us to another level, you know, um, just going back to uh, something that kind of crossed my mind. I mean, really on offense, you're talking about everyone else for the most part being the same personnel. We brought in Wayne Talapapa running back, um, but Really, it's the same personnel from the year before. And so, you know, the difference maker uh, is, uh, you know, what Mike brought to, uh, you know, the offense and, uh, you know, going from, again, one of the lower tier teams in the country to um, number one, number two, in pretty much many categories. Great, thanks.
2: Thank you, Dennis. Uh, we'll go to Chris and then Dan. Uh, and then we'll probably call it good because we have a press conference coming up. So go ahead, Chris, and then and Dan after that.
6: Yeah, Caitlin, um, I know that the kind of the Heisman talk for Mike has been on the fringes maybe all season long, but especially after the Apple Cup win, it really feels like the programs kind of put this thing in overdrive. And I was just curious how, as you're the head of the messaging for the program, for your guys, how do you guys, how do you kind of balance the the personal stuff for Mike and the team messaging and, and kind of what are your general thoughts about that in terms of, you know. When is it appropriate to kind of do these things and and when can it maybe override what you would want the team message to be?
7: I I think Mike makes it easy just because of how he um, is always about the team being first. And so from within, uh, there was never a concern about how it would be received. They would always be supportive uh, from a team standpoint. Um, They just love who he is as a person and uh i think also with mike once we got past the midpoint of the year um knowing that it's, if we, you know we need the wins you know that the the heisman um is about you know the, the great the greatest player the greatest season but it's also about you know a guy on a winning football team and um you know we in the second half of the year here you know have gone from uh you know f- uh, 4 and 2 to 10 and 2 and some big wins where he was the difference maker, you know, and uh, he, um, you know, I just think here we got to the last couple of weeks of the season, um, you know, we needed to, to, you know, make sure it was known that we felt he was, you know, one of the best players not the best player in the country. You know, I really uh, feel like he's
2: uh, he's that type of impact player. All right, we'll go to Dan and then we'll take one more from Dennis. So Dan first, then Dennis, go ahead, Dan.
6: Kalen, did you make the direct call to Mike when he was in the portal and, after your discussion, how long did it take for him to decide? did he do it on that call or a day or two later, or how did that work out?
7: Um, yeah, I, I did. I called him. Um, I remember the conversation vividly as far as where I was at. Um, I was sitting in my car, you know, out on the road recruiting and uh, it was fun just catching up right away. Um, hearing his voice, um, just again, special special guy. And um, we talked about what what I had seen and felt, in my short time, in my few days uh, here at uh, at uh, UW, and you know, I know he asked some questions. I got on the phone with uh, you know his his parents, and um, you know, I know they had to trust and belief uh, in what you know we had done already and uh, what could possibly be done here. Um, and then you know, it was just a matter of really there was only uh, one weekend, if I remember right, uh, to be able to get him out here or, or just a few days. And uh, so, you know, he came out here, and I'll say this, uh, he knew where he was at in his career and what he needed, and he had done all his homework. He wanted to make sure that uh, there was an offensive line that could protect him, and uh, there was a a receiving core and skill that, uh, you know, could be on the the other end of his throws. Um, He had watched huddle film, um, you uh, you know, and all these guys individually from high school and watched game film, Um, you know, it it was a business uh, type uh, trip that he took out here on his official visit. It wasn't about glitz and glamour, uh, just knowing where he was at in his career and what he what he was looking for. And uh, it was awesome reconnecting. And, uh, you know, it was right when he got out here, um, you know, kind of right at in that time frame when he was here where he committed um, on that trip.
5: All right, we'll wrap it up with uh, another question from Dennis, please go ahead, Dennis. Dennis, I think you're a mute or old, old man mute again. Um
3: yeah, you, you you mentioned something. I just want to get this out of the way before I ask my question. Michael looked at huddle film of do you dub offensive linemen from high school or just you 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 need to double, you need to check on how much he went into that, but I know okay. you
7: huddle film for sure on a lot of the okay. skill guys. Um, you know, because a couple of them are only a year or a year or two. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like a Jalen McMillan and a Roma Dunze and Polk and those guys, um, you know, I know he'd watched a uh, just a lot of film and uh, gone through, you know, uh, and, and kind of looked at the offensive line, um, obviously asking questions too and what we have seen and what we knew. Um, but even at that time, you know, a guy like Jackson Kirkland um, wasn't planning to return Henry Bonavalu. So he saw enough, even without mm-hmm. the guys in December to feel good that man, if you just, you know, give me a chance, I'm going to go make those plays.
3: And then how, how much, just this is not to disparage anyone, but in your days as a play caller, as a coach, how many times have you thought or seen and just looked at either one of your players or an opponent and just said, "God, if that guy only had a line to protect him a little more," and you know what I'm getting at? Um, because Michael has thrived there.
7: Yeah, I mean, and and Michael's, you know, um, you know, I, I just think he he's he's thrived because he does have a chance, you know, to and, and stayed healthy. Um, he, he was doing some really good things for us, uh, at Indiana, you know, in 19 and 22 mm-hmm. after, even after I left. And so, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the blown up, I think there was a part of a, a question maybe you asked earlier about him blowing up at two different places. I mean, that is certainly the case and it just shows that he can do it, you know, not just here under our system, Um, but you know, he can do it. uh, He can do it other places as well. So he's just so prepared um, and he's got these instincts that I think, um, you know, I remember him being young and maybe not even when I first taught the coverages, you know, and what they were called and him being able not necessarily articulate exactly what he was seeing, but he always, or the ball always went to the right spot. You know, I remember that first fall camp and then um, he just dove into it and he loves the game and just studies and, and uh, prepare so well. So, um, you know, he, he's
5: special. I'm so, he's special in all ways. It's not just what he does with a, a cannon for an arm. Sorry about that. Unmuting myself. Uh, thank you, Dennis. I think you're done. I, I still have your hand raised, but I think you're all done. So thank you
2: very much. Everybody who joined us today. Thanks coach. And uh, we'll end it there. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.